Hello, hello, my Just Like You fam. Welcome back to another episode of Just Like You. Today is going to be a little bit different. My friend Faith and I recorded an episode together. We're talking a little bit about her experiences, about my experiences, touching on things like manifestation, Reiki, emotional healing, emotional repression, different meditation tactics, all of these types of things that are encompassed and we're putting it on both of our podcasts. So it's a little bit of her interviewing me, a little bit of me interviewing her, but either way, I think it'll be a super, super knowledgeable episode for a lot of you. There's going to be so many downloads so many great things to learn so take a pen take a piece of paper and let's get into it and one thing I forgot to mention her three-month-old son was sitting with us while we were recording so if you hear random baby sounds that was him doing this and that you're on the podcast I feel like it's been such a long time coming we were literally discussing doing a podcast years ago I think together I know it together I know and then here we are you've got your podcast I've got my podcast Mm -hmm. which is awesome it's amazing look how far we've come I know it's actually incredible like I feel like this was all planned to be like this do you know what I mean like what are the chances that we met in London we're both from Canada now we're both in Canada yeah that's actually insane crazy how the world just like intertwines us and now you're doing reiki energy healing and Mm -hmm. your manifestation coach i am like so crazy so tell me how you got into that how did you get into i know a little bit about how you got into manifestation but i really don't know anything about how you got into reiki so i'd love to know so i'll start with a little background so for those of you listening hello i am alexis lovely to meet you and I'm a manifest- manifestation coach, an energy healer, a Reiki master, holistic coach. I wear many hats, but basically my main goal is to help you create the life of your dreams. And a lot of times we have to do that with manifestation through clearing blocks that we have in our subconscious, energy blockages in our system, which is why I do a lot of the Reiki and a lot of the energy healing and things like neural reprogramming with my clients. Um, and actually the way that I got into Reiki is kind of crazy. So. I was taking my holistic coaching accreditation and Reiki was part of it. And I was kind of like, okay, cool. Like I'll get my level one. I'll get my level two. Not a big deal. Like don't really know if I'm going to be into it or if I need to do more. And then I got a past life regression and a reading with my guides through one of my mentors, Kylie. And she was giving my past life regression. And this is my first life on this earth. I have never been to earth before, but I am such an old soul and I've had so many other lives as a healer, as a spirit guide, like in different dimensions, spirit guides for people on earth. Like I've just, I've been around, I've done the things. And in my lives where I was a healer, Reiki was one of the most powerful practices that I used. Interesting. That is so cool. And so I was like really connecting to it. And she was telling me like the crystals that are like, that I was using mainly in my past practices and my other lives. And, um, basically just like really harnessed that connection within me to it like like reconnected the dots like allowed me to remember and then as I went into the Reiki level training one and two I like it was insane how quickly I was connecting with it like when I was doing it to myself I could see the chakras I did it to my friend Angie just as like a trial after I had done the Reiki level two because then you can do it on other people and I literally could like see her chakras I could see them spinning I could see the energy and then I was able From that, I learned how to be able to do, like, just energetic clearings as well, like, energetic removals of, like, the vaccine, for example, and things like that. And it's awesome. It's just, like, spiraled into this thing. I can tell you, since you've been doing Reiki, I can tell that your energy is different. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, even just your presence when you walk in the room from when I met you 
before and like when we would hang out before it clearly those energy clearings are working and you're really good at them <laughs> thank you it's really cool because then once i finished my level two and i started doing it more and really feeling the connection i actually reached out to my coach who gave me the accreditation the first time and just did a private reiki master training with her so i got all of it that's amazing so what exactly yeah. is reiki it's essentially a form of energy healing, but it clears energy through the body, either through touch or virtually, like through distance Reiki. Um, and it works on healing like anxiety, stress, your emotions, any sort of blockages, rebalancing the chakras. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So how long does it, like a Reiki session take? Like, What do you actually have to do and how do you know what to clear? <laughs> That's the thing. I honestly didn't know at first. I was like, how am I going to know how to do this? But when I close, so I do it all with my eyes shut. Mm -hmm. When I close my eyes... I literally can just see. And if I say, like, show me this energy, it'll pop up in the person's body. So I'm, like, visualizing their body in front of me. And I can just see the energy. And, like, just naturally, you kind of just, like, know. what Like, you find your groove, you know? That is so cool. Um, and it can take anywhere from, like, sometimes I'll do just, like, a very quick energy healing. So I'm not work working on, like, specific chakras or clearing anything deep. I'm just, like, anything that's not yours, like, get out. Mm -hmm. And that can take, like, 15 minutes. And then if I'm doing, like, a private session, that's anywhere from half an hour to an hour, depending on how much work they need to be done. And I just guide them into a meditation while I do it. So that's they're amazing. just, like, vibing. Yeah. love that. And then I know we used to always, like, want to talk about manifesting together. And those of you who don't know, we actually used to host manifestation events together, mm -hmm. um, me and Alexis, and we used to do full moon ceremonies together, yeah. um, which was awesome. We should definitely do one of those again anyways. Well, I'm still doing them. Like, I just held one yesterday. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. love them so much, and I still do them personally. Mm -hmm. We just haven't hosted one. Um, but yeah, now Alexis is actually a manifestation coach, and she's really mm. gotten into it. So tell me about that journey. That was a really... A really interesting journey because it stemmed from my own journey of learning how to manifest and like healing through my trauma and reprogramming my subconscious mind and there were so many things that I wanted in life that I would try and manifest and I couldn't get them like it just wasn't working and then when you actually introduced me to neural reprogramming through to be magnetic that's when I started seeing real changes and I was like mm. holy shit like I can manifest all these things but if my subconscious doesn't believe that I can do it then it's not going to work. And that's why it hasn't been working. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I started healing, like my inner child and my shadow and healing the relationships in my life and like with people I was holding resentment to or had it, having expectations that they weren't able to meet and like just things like that where I really just, I like cleaned house and just worked on myself and healing. I was finally able to start manifesting things in. And even now I notice it. If I'm trying to manifest something and like I have a subconscious block, I don't get it. Whereas if mm -hmm. I'm manifesting something and I just know it's going to happen, like there's no if ands or buts doubts nothing it comes so quick i know i'm the same way some things i know i can just manifest them so quickly like for me i'm very good at manifesting homes or houses or like dwellings or whatever <laughs> and like for some reason there's no block there i don't know why i'm just yeah i believe in it i don't know why that <laughs> is and then and it's so funny just certain things in your past just prevent you yeah so basically when i like realized how amazing my life was and how much it could change through that type of work i just wanted to be able to help other people do the same and like I toyed around. I started as a manifestation coach, but before I even launched it, I was like, no, maybe that seems too generic. Maybe I'll just focus on like helping people heal their trauma and their wounding so that they mm. can manifest. But then I wasn't really like loving it. So I was, I was in that for a few months and kind of playing around and like, it just never really felt right. And I was speaking to my business coach the other day, actually. And she was like, you got to follow what you love. Like you, you need to just follow that inspiration or else you're never going to enjoy it. So I've 
I pivoted back and now I'm like loving life again. Like content is coming so easily. Helping people is actually fun. Like it's, it's all just flowed really naturally, which is nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And as a manifester in human design, which you are, you're supposed to just go with your urges Yeah. more than anything. And even if they don't make sense as a manifester, it's so important. Mm -hmm. The problem was I was listening to the advice of people who like either didn't understand the craft itself Mm. And just have like a very analytical, like businessy mind or who aren't in the place where I want to be. Mm. And so because, because they're in the business world, in the coaching world, whatever, like you think that when people tell you something, you have to listen to it. And I wasn't listening to my gut. I just kind of went with like what people were telling me was a good idea. And now I'm like, now that I like went back to what my gut was, I'm so much happier. Well, about Reiki. So you're clearing all the negative energy, which is like stored in your body or is it stored in your physical Explain where it's stored. It's like in your energy body. It's not in your actual physical body. There's different. So we have like different layers of our aura. So they're they're in any of them. Some of them are like emotions that we're holding in are in our physical body. And they can create things like backaches, headaches. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, what's that type of disease? I mean, I personally... Autoimmune. Autoimmune (laughs) disease. Autoimmune diseases. I believe it even is the source of cancer and every illness. Yeah, it can be. Exactly. Like... So those are the ones that are really in the body. And like there's times where if when I'm going through and I see like that chakra in a certain area is really blocked and I start working on it, I can feel the emotion travel through my body and then I release it out. Wow. That's I've like, I've literally had like a wave of like, I'm going to cry for five seconds and then it goes away. Mm. It's like the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that are in like the outer layers of our aura. I actually personally don't have any experience with Reiki. There was one time in my life where I actually... I booked an appointment, but then I just didn't feel aligned with it, so I canceled it. I don't mm. know why. Um, and I've had, I have another friend who's actually a Reiki master as well, um, but I still just never got into it. But it's so funny because I have done emotion code healing, and I do it quite often, like probably mm. once a month. Um, I love it so much, and I read the book, and it's quite similar. So basically, it's all about, I'm like, I'm no master, but from my understanding, basically, it's all about your energy as well, and it mm. clears the trapped emotions, and you feel the difference instantly. Um, it's using magnets and magnet energy, um, and also kind of clearing whatever is trapped. So you kind of senses. So first the practitioner will sense what needs clearing in your body, or you can ask a specific thing. Like if you have back pain, you can Mm -hmm. ask to clear whatever emotion is trapped with that. And it'll actually find out which emotion is trapped, um, using this method. It's really cool. So for instance, say she finds, she looks into that, um, back pain and she'll find out that. It's actually a trapped emotion from this age, from this illness, from this, mm-hmm. and this situation that happened in your life. It's really cool. So it kind of helps you heal by understanding what's still trapped. Yeah. You can work on those things in your subconscious as well and tie it in if you want to for manifesting. Um, or you can just get those emotions, you know, untrapped from your body because it's more like the emotional residue that gets left. It's not really like... Um, things in your mind that you're thinking of all the time, mm-hmm. but it is affecting you more than you realize. It's because when it happened, you didn't process and release it. So it's just been stuck in your body and emotions are energy. So like mm-hmm. they're trying to get out, they're trying to find a way. And if they can't get out through like an expression of them, they're going to try and get out in any way that they can. And that's why it can show up mm. as like pain, joint pain, headaches, diseases, all that kind of stuff. Oh, that makes sense. I've never really thought of it like yeah. that. And it's interesting because when you said magnet, my eyes like lit up. So my family in London, um, the, like my cousins, the ones I was staying with, whenever like their kids or grandkids or whatever like get hurt, they run and grab this magnet and like run, like just 
put it over like the area where they got hit to like prevent bruising and i always thought that was so interesting i never really understood why but that makes a lot of sense yeah cool. it moves the energy yeah like, when you have tight muscles or um, inflamed muscles it can just release the inflammation because it's moving the energy that's just trapped energy inflammation is yeah um you can also get like when you have sore muscles or you do a workout you can get these magnets that have stickers just like when you go to physio and they put that tape on your oh, body yeah. yeah yeah they have that with the magnets in it so you can put that on your back i have scoliosis i have three curves in my spine um and that actually works really well so i'll put the magnets in the shape of the curves mm-hmm. and, it, and where the muscles are um really like tender muscles that are so tight that they'll never fully un tighten because wow. of the curves and then yeah i put it on there and it really helps that's so cool mm-hmm. i also think it's interesting that it's a form of release of the emotion like it sounds very similar to a meditation or like an, a practice that i take my clients through to actually like accept and acknowledge the emotion and then release it oh, that really sounds cool. more like, like it psych- sounds like they're all kind of intertwined psych-ay. they are all really intertwined so what do you do what's your practice it's basically like you go through it's a form of meditation, but it's a little bit more active because we're talking back and forth while we're doing it. Oh, cool. But you're learning how to identify the emotion and acknowledge it and like kind of create like imagine it as like a 3D thing. So I take you through all the steps to be able to do that because when you're doing that, you're actually acknowledging that the emotion's there instead of trying to like push it away and ignore it, which is what we do normally when those kinds of feelings come up. And by being able to acknowledge it and let your body just feel it, for like that 30, 90 seconds, whatever it is, you're actually releasing it and processing it. And then there's there's a scientific study that came out that show emotions only last within our body for 90 seconds mm-hmm. if we're actually allowing ourselves to fully feel and release them. So when you're feeling an emotion longer than 90 seconds, it's because you're like trying to hide parts of away or you're feeling shame or guilt around it and you don't want to feel it. There's little parts of you that are trying not to feel it. So you're not allowing it to fully be expressed and released. Mm, that makes a lot of sense yeah i've been working on that too i think over the last few years actually feeling my emotions and not Mm -hmm. just pushing them down there's two things that i fall into one of them is toxic positivity that's a Mm. really big problem for me i am naturally a positive person and it's a good (laughs) thing but sometimes it's like okay was i actually really happy in that moment or was i just like being toxic about it yeah yeah you mean you even pointed that out to me the other day I mean, not in a mean way. No, no, no. I don't mean that at all in a mean way, but in a good friend way. And you actually said it in a really interesting way. What did you say? You were like, oh, yeah. You were like, do you remember? Well, I, I think it was along the lines of like, I've noticed that whenever like I talk to you and you talk about your life and things that like are happening, you always make it seem like it's like the best thing ever. And like, you're always making it the best for yourself. But then when you're out of it, you're like, oh my God, I hated that. That was horrible. This was that. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> So well, you hard times, <laughs> not everything. Well, I try to find the positive in yeah. all situations. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, you're trying to make it the best for yourself. Like, you're exactly. only seeing, like, the good parts of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then sometimes after that, then I have to go back and heal. So I'm trying to work on just in the moment feeling things. But sometimes you're in survival mode and you can't, and that's the reality. That's something I dealt with this year. When I was working my corporate job, I've quit. Woohoo! Exit <laughs> the matrix. Um, but, like, dealing with stress. I haven't had stress in my life in so long, and I'm so blessed to be able to say that. But stress is just not something that I deal with on a regular basis. And the way that this job stressed my body, my mind, my soul this past year, I physically did not know how to handle it. Like mm-hmm. Because now when emotions come up, I know how to handle the emotions and process them, and I'm okay. But stress was something completely new, and I've had to learn all over again. Like I gained 30 pounds this year due to stress because I couldn't figure out 
like how to recognize when I was actually feeling it and then how to deal with it. Yeah. It's crazy. Or sometimes there's no time. Like I know for you, for you, you were working a lot and that's why part of the stress. Yeah. For me, Insane when hours. I was going through like that hard period in my life when you were just talking about, I mean, I didn't have time or even like the understanding of what was fully happening, if that makes sense, yeah. to even be able to process it. So it just kind of depends. Yeah. So that's what's crazy. really cool about all this energy healing we're doing and manifesting skills and all the stuff that we get to know now, like we weren't raised this way. Like I know you weren't, I wasn't Definitely raised not. this way. Like I have a child that I get to raise understanding how to manifest everything he wants, not putting all these like terrible fake beliefs that he can't mm-hmm. like accomplish his goals or like that things are unrealistic, like all that stuff. Like he won't get that. So I'm just so excited to see like what kind of amazing human is created from someone who didn't have society or whose mom didn't let society <laughs> tell him otherwise. Yeah. I think it's really cool, too, that, like, you pay attention to his astrology and his human design and you understand how his energy is working so you know how to raise him in a way that is suitable for him. You're not going to try and force him into doing things a certain way because you know that it just doesn't flow with his energy type. Exactly. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Same with, like, work, which is why it was stressful for you because that's the problem with, like, the corporate world is you aren't really allowed to do the job the way that you would want to do it or yeah. the way that actually you would probably produce even better um, if you were allowed to do it in your way, which is like the unfortunate thing. And I think it is slowly changing actually because mm-hmm. people aren't staying in jobs anymore with all the availability of different things that you can do online now. Yeah. Even people who aren't into like what we're doing, spirituality or manifesting, they're finding other things to do online and sell yeah. online. There's just endless like opportunities. Just creating that work-life balance. Exactly. Basically. So if employers aren't like owning up to that, they, they're losing staff, they're short staffed and so yeah, yeah, the world is definitely changing, which is really cool. That definitely was a big thing. So, like as a manifester, my energy is not consistent. I work in yeah. spurts of inspiration and mm-hmm. the first little while at this job, it was great because my workload was like just enough where I could get so much done in like two to three hours mm-hmm. and then be able to like go to the gym over lunch and like take an extended lunch or, you know, do whatever. Like I could, mm-hmm. I could do things throughout the day that weren't work so that I could have those breaks for my mind and like mm-hmm. mentally recuperate. But then when things got super busy and I had to work from like, I want to say like eight in the morning until sometimes midnight without a break, like I couldn't even go for a daily walk. That's when I really mm-hmm. started struggling. Yeah. So it's crazy how, how out, outer circumstances really affect our inner world. Yeah, it's so true. It's actually so, so important to like go on a daily walk and make sure you're maintaining mm-hmm. the simplest is even like two hours a day of self-care makes such a difference. And if I'm not doing those things... I'm not even like effective in anything that I do and like I'm really realizing how important it is and like no matter what like I have to do that at the beginning of the day to be a good mom to be a good person at my job to be a good person doing everything that I'm doing on the side like it's so so important honestly even like five to ten minutes of meditation makes the biggest difference yeah and what I actually figured out is instead of doing like for me personally because I've got ADHD now that Mm. I'm a mom it's way worse (laughs) so um instead of doing like Every day I meditate, read, um, do my affirmations, everything on one day. Mm-hmm. It's just too much when you're a mom. I personally feel, and I feel like I'm overwhelmed. And then I feel like a failure if I haven't done them all in yeah. a day. I'm doing like, if I do one of those a day, each day, I feel like that's great. And I still, by the end of the month, will have done it the same amount of time. That's what I did. In, when, so when I spent that month, month in Mexico by myself, mm-hmm. I just, I dedicated my mornings to me time. So I was, I went to the beach every single morning and watched the sunrise. 
And I was like, I'm either going to meditate or I'm going to journal or I'm going to listen to Abraham Hicks or I'm going to do my watercolors and paint the sunrise. Like, it didn't matter what I was doing as long as it You're was You're doing watercolors? I did. For that month. I left them there. I gifted them to a friend who, like, loved them. Oh, my gosh. Um, I did not know you were into painting. That is well, so cool. I was... When, that month in Mexico, I really wanted to work on healing my inner child. And That's as a so kid, cool. like, I love to do crafts all the time. So I was like, watercolors are easy. I can do them at the beach. No problem. It's, like, easy cleanup. Not a lot of stuff to carry. And I was like, this is perfect. And I would just like sit and paint the sunrise. That is so cool. I'm literally just getting into <laughs> painting too. And I was just thinking, I love art. I'm going to start doing a different art project like all the time now. Yeah. But I just haven't done it for the last couple of years. And it's like, why? Why not? Like, it's so like, like I should not, like, this is my life. I should not waste yeah. it away not doing this fun stuff anymore. That's going to be so amazing for him to grow up with too. Because you're going to allow him to just embrace his creativity at the same time. Because kids learn from example. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be a mom <laughs> in terms of, like, arts and crafts. And, like, everything that, oh, I've, like, been waiting for this my whole life, honestly. Like, there's just, like, so many things I want to do with him. He's going to be like, mom, I don't want to do an activity every day. Yeah. I just And as a manifester, I have to respect that. Because he's going to be, like, super down for some activities and super not down because like yeah. I know you and I know all my manifestor friends I've got quite a few of you guys actually really? yeah um you guys either are like very yes and very no like you're very definitive about like yeah. what you want what you like what you don't like it's very interesting it's very cool energy yeah. you have to be like a very like I think I'm good at being friends with manifestors because I'm very like respectful like I understand People say yes and no to things because of their like comfort and what's best for them. And I don't take heart to it where I think I bet some people like not to be rude, but like maybe yeah. some people dislike you because they think like you're snobby or like so particular. Or, like it's not even that. So as a manifester, your energy naturally is like repelling. So it's not that we're pushing people away, but our energy is like giving yeah. to others. So it's naturally going outwards. And so when you first meet people, a lot of times they can be like put off by like your natural aura of energy, like going whoosh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like a repelling energy. Yeah. Not repelling in a bad way, but more in like a direction, like yeah. away from your body. Yeah. Whereas all the other energy types are either like reflecting or taking in. Hmm. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you guys are supposed to do like everything new and differently, which I think is so fascinating. Yeah. And every manifestor I know is so unique. I so like that. Yeah, I'm so excited to see like what he's like. I, I don't think... know a lot of other man. Like I don't think I know a single other manifester. I feel other like than him. You need to know my friend Brittany. She's so cool. You would love her. I'm definitely gonna <laughs> have her. Friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely having her on the podcast. She's actually the human design reader. Oh, brilliant! Um, she's amazing. Human design analyst. Sorry, not reader. As everyone knows, you are um, a manifesting coach, and you do it through neuro reprogramming. And mm-hmm. I've done a little bit of neuro reprogramming. I mean, I'm the one who introduced <laughs> you to it, but I never dove into it. As deeply as you did, I did, like, um, the To Be Magnetic. I did a couple of them, and they did really help. Mm-hmm. I did notice shifts um, in my manifestations, but I don't fully or remember everything or understand it fully. So please yeah. explain to me, like, what it is, how it works. Give me a refresher flash flash course for everyone listening, yeah. too. So actually, a lot of everything that I've learned on how to do this comes from Joe Dispenza. So his I work, which he's amazing. I've like, I've read almost all his books, seen his thing on guy. Like I've done so much deep research into it and he is probably one of the main people that makes it digestible for someone who doesn't have a scientific mind. Cause there's a mm-hmm. lot of like big words when you're talking about the brain. Um, but neural reprogramming is the act of reprogramming literally the neural pathways that are in your brain. Mm-hmm. So 
what our brain does, like its main job is to protect us. Mm -hmm. So back when we were like cavemen hunting for food, Mm -hmm. it made a lot of sense. Like if you did something and it caused someone else in your pack, is that what they called them back then? To die or you like lost a finger, like, you know, like whatever it was, your brain stores that experience as, okay, this is not safe to do. And so when we're living life now, it's a fight or flight mode, basically. Yeah. But like, just say you're in class, you answer a question and it's wrong. So your teacher like either gets mad that it's wrong or all the kids laugh at you for the answer you come up with. That's happened to me before. Yeah. So this is going to tell you a message into your brain. It's not safe to speak up or to share my opinion. Oh my god! Because it makes me feel. How psychic are you? Is this, why is this happening to you? This is literally one of my things. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. I did not know that. <laughs> that is so cool. I'm reading the energy of the room. Uh, yeah. Um, but it basically tells your brain that it's not safe because it makes you feel sad. It makes you feel scared. It makes you feel hurt. Like it mm-hmm. is reading the situation as this is dangerous. So then as you grow up, as you live your life, you're one of those people that people just kind of walk over. You never feel comfortable enough to share your opinion, to voice your thoughts. Or if you're in friendships or relationships, you never are truly getting or doing things that you want because when people suggest something you're too scared to be like actually I want to do this instead like it can affect you in so many different ways and those are programmed into our brain through the neural pathways through the different brain cells and so through neural reprogramming what we do is we do a lot of shadow work a lot of inner child work we figure out where this belief this core wound happened for the very first time and sometimes it can even be in past lives and we work to reprogram those. So you basically reimagine mm-hmm. the same situation with a different outcome that would have been like authentic to you. So mm-hmm. you would be in this meditation and reimagine it as you said the answer and it was wrong, but the kids were like, oh, but that's like a really cool answer. Or that, you know, like that's like a really cool idea, whatever it was. But it's deeper and made than you feel a meditation. About it's it. like a hypnosis because you have to be into that um beta state is that what it's called so it's theta and alpha but you you can get there in meditation so you actually are in that right before you go to sleep and right after you wake up yeah and that's when your subconscious is the most accessible so that's why things like meditations affirmations first thing in the morning things like that Mm. can work over time um and that's one of the reasons why they say don't go on your phone an hour before bed and don't go on your phone or social Mm. media or whatever it is right when you wake up because if you're in going on social media while your brain's in theta or alpha and your subconscious is being very suggestible and you go on and you see things that make you feel like you have to compare yourself or you're not as good as the people you're seeing and that sort of thing that gets set into your subconscious for the day <laughs> and it can ruin your mood basically mm. and like it can just it can change the tone of and your whole entire reprogram day your brain to believing that exactly i mean everything you watch on tv your brain actually thinks that that's actually real and that's actually happening mm-hmm. like it, that's why they call it programming programs yeah. isn't that crazy to think about yeah and like when you're watching tv you're in a very very relaxed state so mm-hmm. when you're in theta it's when you're in a super relaxed state it, do, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be in a meditation theta and alpha theta and I mean, alpha what's theta something with it is brain. it is another one yeah yeah something scientific we'll have to look up <laughs> um so yeah so that's basically what neural reprogramming is and you it doesn't it's not just like a one and done especially if it's a really, really core deep wound. Like I'd say people should do this between seven to nine times at least. Like I'll do a custom meditation for them with whatever it is we figured out their block is and take them through like a whole half hour meditation of just working through those blocks and reprogramming them. And they need to do it like seven to nine times, give their brain some time in between to actually like take in the information and like have it set. And if it's really deep, like you just need to be doing it until it's changed. And if you're... Mm. 
doing these meditations and you're not allowing yourself to relax and get in that brainwave state, mm-hmm. then it also will take longer because your subconscious isn't in the state where it's suggestible. So it's not actually doing anything. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah. And that's why you kind of have to be in the state where you're ready to relax and do it. Yeah. Whereas like some people will try it and they're like, oh, it's not working. And it's like, well, you actually have to like relax. And that can be half of the battle for a lot of people yeah. actually. One of the things actually that I've started doing, which it's like, it's honestly my secret manifesting hack. So if you're listening to this right now, like get your pen, get your paper, let's do this. I recorded myself a custom meditation. I put binaural beats in the background at the frequency that I wanted. And I literally said every single affirmation for all of my goals this year. Love that. Every single morning, like, you know, when like your alarm goes off, I don't use alarms, but like when you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't want to get up yet. So you go back to sleep. As soon as that happens, my phone's on like red light and there's like, I don't open anything. I open it up straight to files. I play the meditation and I lay in bed, like on my back with my eyes shut because my brain is already in that theta alpha state. And I just lay there and I'm in this just like Zen state of like half asleep, half awake, subconscious, suggestible. And I just listen to the whole thing. And then when it's done is when I get up and I'll start my day and do my morning routine read a little and then I'll do Spanish and like go on. With I love that idea. I'm so going to do that. That is the best idea. Honestly, it's been insane so far. Like I, I've seen things working before my eyes and I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. That's amazing. So what have you manifested so far in January, 2023, the first week of January? So I actually started doing this. Ooh, I want to say in November. Okay. But so far I have manifested a move to Costa Rica and finding a one bedroom house within my price range because it's high season Mm. and it is like next to impossible to find anything that's like not super expensive, especially on Airbnb. That's amazing. Yeah, I was actually looking at Costa Rica because I was like, hmm, I should move there. Like, why not? Or at least I should think about it because when I went to Nocera, I loved it and I was like, Mm -hmm. I need to live here one day. But yeah, it's definitely pricey this time of year compared to when I looked at it the other time. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Well, prices have gone up in general too, like year on year. So compared to what they were at this time last year, they're already like a grand more than. Oh, wow. Like there was someone in one of the, because I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups when I was looking mm-hmm. for accommodation. One of the girls was like, my landlord just raised the rent by $1,500. Like, I can't stay there. I have to find new housing like right away. Like, does oh anyone gosh. have something that fits this within this price range? So it's just, I think there's a lot of people like me, like, like just nomadic, like want to live in a very free, healthy food, fresh grown off the land, like no matrix vibes, no chemicals in their stuff. Like, you know, and Costa Rica offers that with the beauty of like the climate, the jungle, the ocean. And there's just been a lot of nomads going. I think so. I think it's just the way forward. I think people are just tired of this. Yeah. Tired of the matrix. Oh my God. I, I literally Tired cannot of the wait. energy. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I'm really awesome. excited for myself too. You've been talking about moving to somewhere, somewhere hot. hot since I've known you. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud It's finally of you. happening. But it's this so is the cool. thing too. Like when you're manifesting, you need to be ready to release shit from your old life that does not fit in the new version of what you're manifesting in. That's so and true. And I was manifesting moving to a hot place for so many years, but I was not willing to give up my corporate role because it felt safe and it felt secure. Mm. And literally, as soon as I made the decision, like, okay, I'm going to quit this job at this time of year, be done by this date and leave, everything fell into place. Like, even even before I had quit, like, as soon as I made the decision to myself, okay, like, I'm leaving this job, I got invited on a creator's retreat in Costa Rica. And, like, all these other things just started falling into place that allowed me to be able to make the move to the hot climate. So cool. And I was like, as soon as you put yourself first and you rem- get out of your own way, like, stop being scared and just freaking go for it. Go for it. 
go, go for, for it. Froyo it. <laughs> Show the universe that you're willing to put trust in it and in yourself. Like it rewards you ten times back. That's amazing. That's so true, actually. Because when I was living out of alignment, which is basically most of the time I was living in London. I was not manifesting as much. Literally, the moment things shifted and I stopped, like, living out of alignment, I literally started manifesting right away. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Well, like, last year when I was living in Mexico, I manifested 8,000 pounds in two weeks. That's awesome. It was insane. And that's, like... How did you manifest that? Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. So, I was feeling really freaking poor because I was paying rent in Mexico and rent in London. Like, Mm -hmm. London rent is not cheap. And I had spent through a lot of my savings, like... A, doing both the rents, but B, buying the flight from London to Mexico because that was over a thousand pounds. Like, there was just like a lot of like money flying out. Mm-hmm. And when I was in London, like right before I left, I just kept saying to my friend Sylvia, I was like, I just know that whatever I spend, the universe is going to give it back. I can't be scared to spend my money because if I am, then it's giving the universe lack vibes and it's not going to give it to me. So, like, I and like I was saying that for about a week, I found 80 pounds on the ground right outside her apartment. So, when I came in, I like split it with her. I was like, look, this shit ain't mine. Like, you know, like I just found it on the ground. So like, let's share it. That's so um, awesome. So I had that kind of energy of just like, I, like whatever I give, give out, the universe is going to give back time, back to me tenfold kind of thing. Um, and then first week in Mexico, I was starting to feel the stresses again. And it was just kind of like, it was like money was just flying. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had told Sylvia, I was like, all I want is to replenish my savings. Cause my savings were at like 10,000 pound, I think. And I had gone down to two. Like, just in the past few months, Christmas travels, whatever. And I was like, all I want is to get my savings back up to 10. Like, I just want it at 10. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in Mexico. I get this f- urgent, frantic email being like, everyone in the UK needs to come on this call, blah, blah, blah. It was like 4 a.m. Mexico time. And I was like, what the F is going on? So I joined this call. I'm half asleep. Turns out the company is about to be acquired. The way that the UK shares work that, like, you're given when you sign your contract and sign on, um, if we don't exercise the vested shares we're gonna lose them basically oh wow and so we had to like buy out our shares but then there's a risk of if the acquisition for some reason doesn't go through within the next couple of days you've now just bought all these shares you don't get your money back and like that's it oh interesting and to buy the amount of shares i had vested was two grand and oh, i was like wow oh, i was like literally freaking out i was like all i have left in my bank account is two grand like oh this is gosh. super risky and they didn't they only gave us two business days to do it because of when the acquisition date was happening and I was like, oh my God, do I do it? Do I not do it? And I decided like, you know what? This is the universe giving me a sign. Like I'm just going to go all in, tra- wired my money over to the US, which takes so much time because like a wire transfer. Um, and then within the next week, the acquisition went through. A few days later, I got the paycheck in and it was 10,000 pounds, two of which were my own, obviously like coming back mm-hmm. and then 8,000 from my shares. So that, that was 10 grand so back crazy. into my savings. And that's like the exact oh. number I, I had asked for. That is so cool. It was I insane. Love that. It, it was amazing. I was like, I was, I couldn't believe it. Like I was shocked. And I say to so many people, like when I was living that month in Mexico, I was never in such a state of alignment. Like it was just the most beautiful time of my life. And I was, I was literally living as my higher self. Like that is when I was just living the most authentic aligned version of me. <laughs> is he okay? He's drooling all over me. <laughs> Well, I think he's feeling in, in alignment as well. What's your best manifesting tip, baby? Just being yourself? Being yourself is key. It That's is basically key. what we have to do, but we've been so programmed in our society to not be ourselves, so we have to find our way back. Yes, I literally have 
So I have a free ebook. If you guys want to go to my website, IamAlexisChristine.com. It's the top three tips on how to manifest. And in that, I literally talk about how you need to be manifesting from your authentic self and not your ego. Mm -hmm. And I go in and I share. So this is like big for everyone. So really listen up. We are programmed to want certain things. Mm -hmm. And so when you're manifesting out of ego because you think that you want it, you see other people have it and you're comparing that you don't. So you're trying to call it in like... Those are when your manifestations don't come because it's not something that you truly want. Mm -hmm. So if you think about just, for example, climbing the corporate ladder, everyone wants to be making six figures. Everyone wants to be high up in a company because that's what like society has mm -hmm. programmed us to believe is successful. But that like think is that actually something you want? Like, do you want to be tied to your desk from nine to five every day? Most likely more than that. And like, I know it's certainly not what I want. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like for some people that works and that's great, <laughs> but that's what I was. Some people do genuinely want that. Yeah. Though, and those are, that's great that's for them. Great. But yeah. more often than not, like we don't. Yeah. And so when we're trying to manifest those things in, like it's just going to stress us out and it's never going to come because that's not something that our true self actually wants. So you need to be able to get back in touch with yourself, figure out who you are, what are the things you enjoy, what are the goals that you actually want to achieve and then start manifesting from there. Mm -hmm. I 100% agree. But how are some ways that you can do that other than human design? I mean, human design has helped me so much understand who I am. But yeah. for someone who doesn't want to dive into human design or doesn't have the time, what are ways you can do that right now? So one of the best things that I would say is reconnect to your inner child. So take a journal out and start like just jotting down all the things you did as a kid, all of the TV shows you love to watch, like what were the topics of them, what were books you like to read, what mm. were things that you actually like to do. And just start doing them again. Like when I was a kid, I climbed every single freaking tree I could find. <laughs> and so this year I made it a point. Like whenever I found a climbable tree, I went and climbed a tree. Like I just ignited that like spark inside myself mm -hmm. again. And then I started bouldering. Like bouldering was something that was so fun for me. And if you start, like when we're kids, we do things we're actually interested in unless our parents are forcing us into like certain sports and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but we're a lot of times like the most authentic versions of ourselves mm -hmm. because this, the societal conditioning comes as we get older and as we get more into society. So if you look back at what you were doing at that age, a lot of times you'll find the interests still kind of align. Mm -hmm. and like makeup like I loved doing makeup as a kid and I was scolded so many times for doing it you're not it. like a big makeup person at all I feel like no but it was it was a way to for express my creativity right? right and so like makeup was a way to do that dyeing my hair was a way to do that I had literally every single color hair did you and I had teachers getting mad at me I had family members like getting mad at me for it like I was always scolded and I remember there was one time in front of the class where the teacher screamed at me for wearing a hat and mascara told me to like take them off and be a kid and after that, it was like I stopped all of my self-expression and the only trends that I did were the ones that I was seeing on MySpace at the time. Like, you know, like oh I just gosh, started conform I know, conforming to society. And now that I'm getting back now in touch with Now our listeners myself, know how old we are. That's <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> but when I started to like get back in touch with my inner child and get back in touch with myself, I realized... Like all of my, like I said to you today, like I'm wearing freaking Croc slippers. Like, I know. I don't I care. Like, what are you wearing? They look like spiders. <laughs> like I don't care that they're not cool or fashionable. Like I don't. By the way, you guys, they're not just says. regular Crocs. They're fluffy and black, and they look like fuzzy spiders. They're fluffy on the inside. <laughs> like it's the best thing ever. And like now I'm, I'm starting to just wear things that I like 
because I thoroughly enjoy wearing them, not because society's making them seem cool. So it's just getting back in touch with yourself. I'm doing that as well. And I'm learning not to, like, so for instance, I gained 50 pounds ever since having this baby, which is a lot. And like, But you made a freaking human. I made and that's a human. an amazing thing. I know. And I had a really, really difficult pregnancy. Like, I, I had to eat every, like, two hours or I'd puke. Wow. So I was like, do I want to eat or do I want to puke? That was basically a decision. And I decided to eat. So, yeah. I mean, it's fine. But I'm just really learning how to, like, love my body and just wear whatever I want anyways which mm-hmm. is so funny because when I was size small um I felt fat like I felt fatter than I do now which is like crazy <laughs> it's and a it's, mindset it's such a mindset and it's so funny because like I looked like when you're like smaller any kind of clothing it's comfortable and you can just wear it and it's it hits in the right spots yeah, like and you and, look good it's you know yeah and as you get bigger Certain things, like, they don't fit as well, and you've got to try and find different sizes. Like, some clothes are extra small. I mean, sorry, extra large. Some clothes are large, and it's just mm-hmm. tricky because their body's just got different bumps and lumps, and it's just a little bit trickier to wear things. But I'm just like, who cares? You know what? I just yeah. like, do I like this? Yes or no? And I'm just going to start having fun with it. Whereas before, I was so conscious of my body that, like, I even had the mentality, like, as if I was, I don't know, just so weird. And you know why? It's because I made a human. Like, I just feel like now that I've made a human, it's just like, I know what I went through to yeah. have this body. And like, I appreciate my body so much it's, more now. Yeah, and like the self-love. You've built self-love. Yeah. And I just feel beautiful, which is so funny. Like, thinking back to like how much I didn't love myself before, but I thought I did. But there's always more levels of like self-love. Yeah. Like you, you can never end the journey of self-love. Like when you think you love yourself, you can always love yourself so much more. And there's so many things that like you, like you have to deprogram your subconscious mind and manifesting. It's a lifelong journey. Like it's not something that ends. It's not like, okay, you've manifested all these things. Now it's done, but there's always more stuff to reprogram. There's always more stuff to manifest. There's always more blocks because there's constantly things happening in your life and there's constantly things that happened in your past or past lives or I mean I'm not sure if that you have ever gotten into this or believe in this but what I've heard and read which makes a lot of sense to me is like you can also be reprogramming like generational trauma yeah. and themes and energies that have just been around your family for years mm-hmm. and years um and then you can also be um reprogramming um things that someone else just like thought and that energy went on to you yep so for instance like someone was just randomly like oh that girl is such a terrible person or that girl is so ugly or that girl or whatever that energy can like get stuck onto you and you can have to like remove that and clear that as yeah. well so, exactly yeah. so that's what i was saying like with the reiki when i just do like a quick energy clearing of everything that's not theirs that's like an example of something that would be like taken out oh, okay. if yeah, that's yeah. lingering in them but no, like that, like everything you said is so spot on. Yeah, that's so crazy. But it's awesome because we have the power to really like change our lives. And I mean, there's nothing that can really hold you back truly. Like, yeah. If you decide you want to change your life, you can. Exactly. Like our, our thoughts really truly do create our reality. And mm-hmm. even people who think manifesting is woo-woo, like you're still manifesting your life because exactly. your thoughts are creating your reality. So if things are going shit for you... It's because you're expecting them to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Your thoughts are genu- genuinely There creating. are some outside situations yeah. that are out of our control, but for the most part, like wars and yeah, abuse and that kind of stuff. But other than stuff like that, like if you're in a job or you know, you're want- looking for love or your relationships or your body or things that are to do with yourself mostly, exactly. all that stuff can be changed. Yeah. And the generational trauma that you mentioned, like we spoke about this earlier, energy is stuck in our bodies emotions Mm -hmm. are energy so if you have say 
like a grandma that was in the Holocaust, like my grandparents were, for example, they have all of this emotional trauma stored in their body. Mm. And when that's happening, their eggs are in their ovaries. Mm -hmm. And so that energy is in those. And then they have your mom who now has that energy in her because the ovary was already in your grandma at the time. Exactly. That it was all happening. And then if your mom doesn't know that it's there, she grows up dealing with it. It's all in her that's now in you as well because you came from that. Exactly. So when you're feeling like generational any trauma, trauma that happened to my mom, exactly, or any trauma that happened to my grandma in general, and that trauma is just passed down and passed down. Yeah. So like obviously that is going to affect you, and it's going to affect you in how you choose relationships. It's going to affect you yeah. how you feel about yourself. It's got mm. that generationally in you affecting you. How is that going to affect what you want to manifest? You want to manifest this big life. It's amazing. Obviously you're gonna that's... feel like you don't have the power to exactly but it also will affect your relationships because that that can give you the feeling like just subconsciously you might even not realize you're doing it that when you're in a relationship you don't deserve to have the power so you end up with a man who's like super controlling or abusive or just mm-hmm. like even if it's not a bad relationship even if the relationship's still really good just someone who like wears the pants runs the show and like you don't really have a say in anything mm-hmm. not that they treat you badly but it's just your voice is not heard you know what, though? Like, it's easy to start talking about all these things that can affect our manifestations, which is true. But I don't want to, like, overly get into it because it makes you kind of get overwhelmed or it can make people overwhelmed yeah. about, like, manifesting their dreams. And, yes, there are things that you can heal and there's always, like, work to be done. But at the same time, is you can manifest now as you are if you start taking more action in your life towards yeah. those things. And I think the reason that... It's important to do some sub- subconscious healing and work and to maybe have a manifestation coach like yourself is because it's so easy to not put the action yeah. and like those subconscious beliefs make you not take the action that you need to. Yeah. Well, also part of it is when you're trying to manifest and it's not working, like you need to be happy and grateful for where you're at mm. instead of feeling like you always need more. Because if you think about like the law of attraction, law of assumption, you attract you're like 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 attracts like right exactly. so if you're sitting in this negative mindset of like oh my, like I need a better job my job sucks I want a new one mm-hmm. and you're trying to manifest in a new job like it's going to be really difficult for it to come to you because you're vibrating on a lower frequency and what you want is on a higher one mm-hmm. but if you're like I'm so grateful that I have a secure income right now and I would love something that like better fits my needs then that's when it can start to work so even just having a coach to help you kind of like see your blind spots and where you need to show a little bit more gratitude or ways to build like gratitude and happiness within your current life so that you can get on the vibration to call in more is really useful too. Gratitude is honestly the most amazing, powerful Mm -hmm. thing. Have you ever read the book, The Magic? Oh, I feel like you lent it to me. Did you have, is that one of the ones I borrowed from you in London? I'm not sure if you borrowed it from me, but I definitely have that book. (laughs) (laughs) It is an amazing book. So basically it's like a, 27 day challenge um and every day is a different um gratitude challenge so one day it'll be like be grateful for your house and you do that and you think about that all day and then the next day you be grateful for this be grateful for that and then it shows you how the power of gratitude can change your life in 27 days and you start to manifest you start to realize all these different like amazing things that are going Mm -hmm. on in your life your relationships improve your work improves when you're grateful for it it improves like everything improves when you're grateful for it so it's such an amazing practice. It's so awesome. I actually, my gratitude practice last year, I did a daily gratitude. So for a while, every day on TikTok, I was posting something I was gra- like grateful for. And then something I practice at the end of every single month, I'll do a story on my Instagram of like, 
it, it's, I do it like the July roundup or like the August roundup, whatever, and just put everything I'm grateful for. And it's like the good and the bad. Like if it was a hard month, it's like I'm grateful that I was able to like cry this many times and like do this or like that this didn't work out so that even when things aren't going your way, you can be grateful and show that whatever lesson is there, whatever reason it didn't work out, it's like you understand it's part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And I think that also really helped with all the things I manifested in 2022 because that was something I did monthly. I like took stock of my whole month and was like, I'm so grateful for everything that happened, even if it didn't go how I was expecting or how I was planning. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. So strong and powerful. What are you grateful for right now? I'm grateful that I was able to come see you again before I moved to a different country. Yeah. <laughs> and we're finally recording after like literally, I think, two years of trying to get together to a podcast. We're finally doing it. I know. I'm so grateful so for it's that. amazing. Too. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for spending time and reconnecting. And I'm so grateful that we're on this journey at the same time and together of like mm-hmm. podcasting and manifesting and helping people do the same thing. I think that's so awesome. Yeah. Who would have thought? Like, we literally met through wanting to work together selling shampoo. Yeah, I know. That is so crazy. That is now crazy. Look at us. For those of you listening, we actually met because we were both selling shampoo online and we wanted to do it together and join teams together. We were the only two people, like, it was like a Canadian team, but we were the only two people in London that just, like, so happened to be there. So we yeah. connected. And. Well, now look, we're not, neither of us are selling shampoo. <laughs> I did not last long. No, it didn't <laughs> last that long. But you know what? I actually learned so much about social selling and like what I liked about that was just mm-hmm. like learning all of that and getting, I think that's where I found a lot of my passion for sales. Yeah. And now I'm in a sales position in the corporate world and I'm doing this. So it's, yeah, it's cool. Come full circle. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. Okay, everyone. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please, if you did, give us a review. Share us with a friend. It really helps grow the community and gets more listeners to be able to help them on their healing journey, learn new things and new modalities that they can use, and just help everyone start to heal and live a happy and abundant life. I hope you have the most wonderful rest of your day coming from someone just like you. Mm